from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Darn tootin'. Darn tootin'. Our mothers love us. Or Darn so I've been told mothers. by you. I mean, you might be lying to me, but I really hope not. Man, I really need to fix this microphone. <laughs> I know you've been complaining <laughs> about it for years. I have, but... yeah. Because that <laughs> but used now, to be where I sat but now it's before mine. we redesigned. So, you know when it's going to get fixed? <laughs> this week. <laughs> yeah, when, this, when the studio was like previous, you s- sat over there. Yep. And I sat there. Yep. And you didn't care that the microphone stand was messed up. <laughs> Not even a little bit. And now that it's yours, it's a problem. Oh, 100% is it? It is a problem. Like, yeah, no, it always was. It just wasn't to you. You know, it That's wasn't my problem. It was your problem, but now it's my problem. So I'm just I'm happy problem, it's your problem. I'm now. a problem solver. So it's going to get solved. Mine's rock solid. You know, I, I hate you right now. I really do. It's, you're pretty much the worst. Yeah. Oh, well. You'll have to deal with it. You know, I'll fix that later. Okay, mm. dick with that later. So yeah, no, uh, we're Stupid. still we're still dealing with some new studio issues. Um, well, mostly like working out stuff. Yeah. yeah, we're we're messing around with some video ideas and whatnot. So we're kind of doing like a test run of that with Homebrew Bound today. Yes. Uh, so there's not. Well, I mean, it's a little misleading because there's not going to be a video of this, but we're we're testing the cameras. Yeah. So. And so far, they're working, which I like. I like it when things are working. I think that's a good deal. I like when it's working, too. All right. Pouring yourself a little beer ski there. Oh, man. This is a twist off. Oh, yeah, it is. (laughs) So I've determined not quite as good as tap, but. uh, Uh, All right. So for those of you. Quality. uh, Listening. We we tried this beer uh, at Central Waters or, well, at. Lunch this one's kind of a bonus one we're talking about. It's it's not got anything to do yep, with it doesn't, styles it doesn't fit we're any talking style. about. I guess if we had to fit into a style, it'd be specialty beer. Yeah, it'd be, it'd or, be a specialty uh, brown ale. It would be fruit and nuts, maybe? Maybe. Either way, it doesn't fit into what we're talking about today. Yeah, it's, it's a pistachio brown ale. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's point snow pilot pistachio nut brown ale. No head retention on this at all. Not at all. Um, so when we went to Central Waters for that anniversary party we talked about where Casey fell down for no reason, um, <laughs> the we tried this beer beforehand on tap, and it was fantastic. Um, I was just mentioning, like, it's still good. Not quite as great as on tap, um, but it's still, yeah, it's yeah, solid. It's very good. Um, yeah, so I'm really happy that it it's still good. And I don't know why it's so good. But it just it's, there's something about the pistachio in there. Like there's a slight sweetness to it. And as we were um, talking about like, earlier, I still stand behind it. We talked about earlier today that it didn't taste like pistachio. No, it's more like a pistachio pudding. Yeah, it's it's like that. But I don't taste a lot of pistachio. I just it's. I, I get it in the back end. I like do, that. but I don't. Like that's kind of the thing that I want to like. It's weird. Um, like if you were able to take all the salt away. Yeah. Um, your roast well, pistachios. that's that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever had a raw pistachio. Probably. Yeah. It's usually been salted and roasted. Yeah. No. And that's why, like, I say it's more like the pudding. Right. 
Yeah, that would that would that would be accurate. Um, yeah, so this is uh, it's from Stevens Point Brewing in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, and so and that's where we had it. So it's called Snow Pilot. And it has yeah. a fun little squirrel on the. I on well, the label. that's what I was saying. It looks like it, this is definitely supposed to be Scrat from uh, Ice Age. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you have access to this beer, highly recommend because it's super different from anything. And it's very tasty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's what we're talking about now. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so beer-wise, what have you scootin been up in, to, man? Scootin in. Um, oh, jeez, man. Oh, jeez. Oh, so geez. since last week, not really a lot. Um, I mean, we went, we went up today to Stone Tap and tried a couple beers. And we went to Hop and Barrel and got a couple beers. But... Uh, other than that, I mean, just kind of the normal stuff. Uh, my roommate got a keg of Nevermore. Nevermore? Nevermore. From Rush River. A uh, local um, brewery in River Falls, Wisconsin. Yes. And Nevermore is a... I, I love Nevermore. Yeah, it's an oatmeal stout. Yeah, it's it's super good. I love Nevermore. Do you get a pony or... Um, yeah, yeah. No. Um, Size up? A sixer. Oh, okay. Six barrel. Um, yeah, because he got a kegerator a couple years ago. And when he got that. So I've I've been drinking some Nevermore, but it's also like 8%. So I've been drinking in moderation, even though I want to drink more because it's there. And he's like, just drink as much as you want. And I'm like, but it's 8% and I have to work in life too. So, right. <laughs> It's the it's the uh, the perils of having a kegerator in your house. Right, I know nothing about that. Yeah, oh, oh no, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't know anything about it. But uh, no, so I mean, it's it's a good beer, good oatmeal stout. Um, I've been drinking some of that, and then uh, besides that, not a ton, uh, not a lot going or going on as far as like I mean, it's winter in Wisconsin, so. Your abilities to get out and go do stuff kind of limited, so yeah, just kind of the same stuff. Trying a couple new beers here and there when I can. That's about it. All right. Yeah. Um, let's see. I went to New Bohemia, which is a local chain in the cities. Uh, it's very. It's like a take on like a German like beer house, except the only food that they have are sausages. Yeah. And it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I had some great sausages and their their like combo meals are the greatest thing in the world. It is a sausage, french fries, and a beer for like 11 bucks. Yeah, you were talking about that. Earlier. I was that like every awesome. meal should come with a beer included <laughs> in the price. Right. That's like a brilliant idea. It's so awesome. Well, and it's whatever granted, like, wants. granted, it's like one of their beers. So they they contract brew out of Cold Springs, Minnesota. Uh, there's there's a con- there's a big contract brewery there uh, that did twenty um, first Amendment beers and stuff like that. Okay, like they've done they've done a lot of big brands, but they had a um, it was like a Bow Pills, like a Bohemian Pills. Sure, sure. As their house beer. <laughs> And I'm sorry, I will drink a four and a half percent Bohemian Pilsner all day long, <laughs> especially like if it's full flavored and delicious, right. which this was. Oh my God, so good. <laughs> Just fantastic. Loved it. 
So I had like four of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some sausage. But it's four and a half percent, so it's like water. Well. Not quite. Not but quite. You know, like yeah. you feel like it is. <laughs> right. No, I, but I mean, it, it went down really easy and I was, I was happy about it. And I mean, it was a German place, like yeah. know, big, long communal tables and just had like that. That beer house feel. Yeah, you were telling me about it earlier. I want to go there. It sounds fun. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, other than that, not a whole lot of new beer stuff. Hit up Hop and Barrel. Um, yep. Man, haven't really done a whole lot of new... Like, just been weird. Uh, brewed yesterday for the first time in two weeks because we've been doing the studio remodel. Yep. Uh, brewing next weekend is going to be rough brewing. too, but I got to get it in on Sunday, I think. How, how is that said? Ode Brune? Ode Brune? Ode Brune? I would burn, I don't know. We're going to be corrected anyway. So. Yeah, we so, it like, and there will be two people who have different opinions on how it's said. Who, who are us. who are very very adamant. Which about. we encourage. We want to mm-hmm. see it. Like, send no, us gonna, those messages. We're going to bitch about it, but we really encourage it because yeah. it means you guys are listening. Yeah, <laughs> and we think it's fun. Like we bitch about it, but it's fun and yeah, it's funny. It like, no matter what the feedback we get, we're just happy that you people are listening to us. So. <laughs> Who are you calling you people? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Email us about that. <laughs> about how offended you are about the things that Rick, have, Rick has said. <laughs> Who's vaguely <laughs> grouping. <laughs> All right, man. Should we talk about the beer that we're, uh, or the, the beer that we last brewed that we're talking about now? The... Previous beer. Previous beer tasting is what you want to say. Those are the words I was looking for. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. I haven't tried it yet, so I'm... All right. Well... It's all going to be live. Maybe it sucks. We're going to find out. Well, I mean, I've had a pint of it. I know you've tried it. You always have tried them. Not always. Usually. Usually. Because, I mean, i got to make sure they're ready. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm happy you do. (laughs) So we don't just try it and be like, oh, well, never mind on this then. Yep. Nope. Because it's not ready. All right, uh, so this this beer, uh, it's the Alt Beer, ESC Alt Beer. We did nine pounds of uh, German Pilsner, half nine. a pound of German Munich, and 0.25 pounds of German Carafa 3. Uh, and then we for or then uh, for hops, we did two and a half ounces of Tetnanger at 60 minutes. Oh, this was the Tetnanger one. Tetnanger, yep. That's right. So uh, that's an OG of 10.52, and we finished out about 10.15, coming in about like 4.7% ABV. <laughs> I swear I'm learning stuff about hops, but I might look more dumb than I should because I was like, oh, this is the Tetnanger one. Yeah. And some people might be like, obviously, it's an off beer. But also, but also we've been brewing like so many beers, so many beers, and we've been using a lot of saws and yeah. like a lot of saws lately. Uh, and then we we uh, we fermented I've... with uh, Dusseldorf Alt East. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. White Labs at uh, And I remember the East. So I recognize a lot of the beers that we do by the hops and yeast if they're different, yep. because we brew. We've been brewing so many beers, <laughs> and we have so much beer down here. Yeah. Um, in our storage area that it's just like, oh, oh my. Oh, bro. How do we distinguish? How do we distinguish? Oh, this is the Dusseldorf yeast one. Well, I mean, whatever I remember, works. Man. I remember talking about it. Like, 
It's just what sticks in my head. Yeah. Well, I mean, I ran into an issue where I forgot to label some stuff. And then, like, I had to, like, run back and be like, okay, when did we do what? All right. Yeah, we had the the mystery of the mystery keg for, like, like two weeks. It was, like, a week week and a half. Like a week, yeah. Until I, like, actually sat down and solved it. (laughs) Yeah. Because Casey was like, do you remember what beer we kegged last? And I was like, no. Not really. And he's like, okay, well, we didn't label it, so I don't know what beer that is. And then he figured it out by going back through it. Back but, and forth. And but that's what happens. Like, you get this far into the 80s style challenge, or every style challenge, which... 52 beers yeah, in. Like, you forget to label something, and then you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> what is this? Or you drink a little too much on brew day, or yeah, yeah. There's well, a lot no, of factors. Like it, there's, there's. So uh, this might surprise you guys, and maybe it doesn't. I don't know. We don't drink on brew day. No, at least during brewing. Well, afterwards we yep. drink a lot, but during brew day we we usually don't. We might have one. But... Yeah, but we'll usually go for like a four or five percent. Mm-hmm. And savor Something. that through brewery day. Yeah, yeah, and it'll be towards the end. And that'll also be not every brew day. Yep. Um, and if we're doing a double batch, we don't we don't drink until the second batch yeah. is almost done. So that's I, I mean I guess yeah that is a little behind the scenes that might be surprising because we need to focus on what we're doing because mm-hmm. we're broadcasting it. So if we mess it up, it's embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. All right, so. alt beer, alt beer. Overall impression. Yeah. A well-balanced, well-attenuated, bitter yet malty, clean, smooth, amber to copper-colored German beer. The bitterness is balanced by the malt richness, but the malt intensity and character can range from moderate to high. The bitterness increases with the malt richness. Aroma. Clean yet robust and complex aroma of grainy rich malt and spicy hops with restrained fruity esters. The malt character reflects German-based malt varieties with rich baked bread and nutty toasty bread crust notes. The hop aroma may vary from moderate to low and can have a peppery, spicy, floral, herbal, or perfumey character associated with Sazer-type hops. So the aroma on this glass is a lot different than the aroma I had uh, yesterday. Zary, I think you have the glass I poured first. Do you want to see if it's different between uh, us? I, I don't know if it'll be... I doubt it will be. I'm just offering the, the option. And taking this very scientifically and then <laughs> dipping your nose in my beer. Did not mean you. to. <laughs> Yours smells a little bit cleaner than mine. Yeah. I figured that because when I when I first pulled the handle forward, I saw a little bit of like murkiness yeah. come out. Yeah, so um I'm picking up just like a hint of diacetyl yeah. in mine. Um I didn't really pick it up in yours. Yeah, I don't smell it. Um but I do get I'm gonna take a sniff of yours oh. now. Yeah. I do get a bit of, uh, like, the, some good, like, spicy hops. Yeah. Um, and then, like, a caramel toasty note. Yeah, yours definitely has, like, the slightest bit of Yeah, well, and yesterday, there. like, the pine I pulled was a diacetyl bomb. Yeah. And I was really worried about this beer. <laughs> like, I was like, ah, oh, we're going to have to rebrew this one. But it's a hell of a lot cleaner smelling right now. Well, I'm, And I'm so glad. I'm guessing that's because... The pine I pulled, it was right after, like... So, when I do a keg, what I do is I pull a full pitcher off first, and I dump that. Right. Because that's all, like, the yeast sediment and stuff. If I can let the keg sit in the kegerator for 
yeah. for a week or so. Then the first pint or two is usually like, eh, and then you get into the meat of the beer. And right. I feel like yours is getting into the meat of the beer finally. I think so, too. And this is close. Uh, yeah. So, we do have a, it, it's definitely a grainy malt that I picked yep. up on both of them. Um, I don't know about the spiciness. I get, I mean, I, I get some. I get some, too, but I think it's a little subdued. Um, definitely German malt, like the... Yeah, very little fruit. Yeah, I don't get any fruit. But there's that, like, baked bread yep. aroma. Um, and then there's not a lot of hop aroma. From moderate to low, I mean... It, yeah. It fits. I'm going to give this a thumbs up on the aroma. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, Especially going off of your glass, where, yeah. there's, where there's none of that diacetyl. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, appearance, the color ranges from light amber to deep copper color, stopping short of brown. Bronze orange is most common. Brilliant clarity, thick, creamy, long-lasting, off-white head. The head is for sure. This thing has head for days. Um, and it's yep. a good, like, creamy head. Not, like, super over-carbonated. Yeah, it is. It's nice and creamy. Um, yep. Color, um, I would say deep copper. It's definitely a deep copper. Definitely not brown. No, it's not brown. Did you say yeah. brown or not brown? It's not brown. Yeah, you're, I'm not, you're looking at nut brown here on this. Right, I'm never bottle. sure what light to go to. Like, I mean, this new light maybe. Yeah, I think the new light is the one for me over in the corner here. Oh wow, this new light is definitely this is better than the patented beer. This is uh, version 2.0 of the patented beer light. This might be. Yeah, this one's pretty good because I'm definitely seeing like a good like copper. Like dark copper color. Yep. All right. Uh, clarity, very good. Yeah. It's, this beer is very clear. Yeah. I mean, it's too dark to really see all the way through, but... No, but you can see through it. Right, like, yeah. You can see the light through it, and it doesn't look opaque or anything. Yep. All right. The important one. So, the important flavor. Assertive hot bitterness, well-balanced by a sturdy yet clean and crisp malt character. The malt presence is moderated by medium, high to high attenuation, but considerable, rich, complex, and somewhat grainy malt flavors can remain. Some fruity esters, especially cherry-like, may survive the lagering period. A long-lasting, medium-dry to dry, bittersweet, or nutty finish reflects both the hot bitterness and malt complexity. Spicy, peppery, or floral hot flavor can be moderate to low. No roasted malt flavors or harshness. None of it. The apparent bitterness level is sometimes masked by the malt character. The bitterness can seem as low as moderate if the finish is not very dry. Light, sulfury, or minerally character optional. All right, so... Man, um, grainy. Like, very, like, not bready, but just just straight up grainy. Yeah. There, there's a graininess to it. Um... I get a lot of like the pepper, the spicy peppery uh, hop flavor in the middle there. Yeah. Um, and in, in kind of the back end. And yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it, has a, it has a decently dry finish. Not like super dry, but yeah, I'd say medium dry. 
Um, a little nutty on the back end, too. I don't know that the hop bitterness is assertive in it, though. It's there. I like. I don't know, man. I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of those like noble hop flavors on the back end. Flavors, but the bitterness, the straight bitterness. Well, well, the first thing in flavor is assertive hop bitterness, well balanced by a sturdy yet clean and crisp malt character. Yeah, like it's not a lingering bitterness, but it's there right up front. It balances like this is not a sweet beer by any. No, like, I'm not saying it's sweet. no, and and it's very well balanced. And you can taste the hot bitterness right up front. At least I can. I can. I get some hot bitterness. I'm the word assertive. I guess is a little bit subjective. Like, yeah, I don't think the hops in this are assertive. I would like say the they are. I feel like they're very upfront. I get more hop than I do uh, some of the malt flavors. Do you want to switch glasses and maybe see if yeah? That's let's see if we're getting a difference there. I just feel like mine. Yours is a lot maltier. Yeah, yours is more bitter. Yep. <laughs> As we're switching here. <laughs> yours is also colder. Oh, maybe that's it. You've been yours. Uh, yeah, trying to warm beer. it up. Yeah, that might be it. My it mine might actually just be too cold because it's actually pretty chilled. Yeah, yours is a lot colder than mine. So. Let me just give a second here, and I'll try to warm this up a little bit. Because um, I think this is actually at too cold of a temperature for this beer. Yeah, it should be just a little bit warmer. Yeah, because it's an alt beer. Um, oh, right now, I'm yeah, giving tasting this a thumbs up. I got a lot more bitterness. Yeah. Um, also, not picking up uh, any diacetyl in the flavor. No, there wasn't any fl- uh, diacetyl like, flavor like in that one. There was some in the aroma initially, and now I'm not really picking it up. Yeah. No, it was definitely in the aroma on yours, and not in the flavor. Yeah, um, yeah there's no butterscotch-like slickness or anything like that. Yeah, this... Uh, mm. This one was colder the whole time because now that I smell the aroma on this one, a little bit of that diacetyl comes through. And the hot bitterness. All right. Okay. So it's it's not quite as much. It's a matter of temperature. Yeah. So, yeah, I warmed this one up real quick by by swirling and warming my hands. And, um, yeah, I think it it was just too cold. So. With the flavor now, I definitely get that hot bitterness, but it's balanced. Um, yeah, it's got. I pick up a nutty uh, finish. It's got hot flavor in the finish. I can and see I get that. Some nut. I can see that. Like I get uh, some nuttiness. Yeah. So yeah. Um, at now that I've warmed it up a little bit and. Put it at a serving temperature. I, I can give it a green check, a thumbs right. up. Mouthfeel. Medium-bodied, smooth, medium to medium-high carbonation, although can be lower when served from the cask. Astringency low to none, despite being very full flavor, is light-bodied enough to be consumed as a gravity-fed session beer in its home brew pubs in Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf. Gravity-fed just sounds like beer bongs. <laughs> like, all right, just line up to the bar and we'll just bong it right in for you. We'll dump the whole <laughs> bottle right in. Uh, yeah, uh, I would say medium bodied and smooth. I think medium body is like exactly where this is at. Medium carbonation, extremely crushable, no astringency. Yeah, I kind of flattened mine by swirling it so much to warm it up, but 
definitely had the medium high carbon. This I, I'm enjoying this beer. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been kind of on a lager kick this way or like right now, and yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm I agree. I'm liking is... it a lot. Yeah. I think uh, that's a green check on the old beer. Alrighty. So the important thing with this alt beer recipe that we made is obviously temperature, the serving temperature. Yep, yeah. So it was too cold and it tasted off. It didn't uh, taste off. It tasted good. It tasted fine. It tasted good, but it didn't taste... Didn't quite fit style. Right. We we Well, it fit style, we just didn't have all the pieces. Right, because it wasn't at the right temperature. Yeah. Which is something I guess we haven't addressed a lot, like... Beer serving temperature is different for styles. It's different for styles. Like, you want a, like, if you're doing an American light lager, you want that, like, a degree above freezing. Right. Uh, so, you, because the colder a beer is, the more uh, your taste buds get numbed. Yep. So, you can't taste everything that's in there. Right. And you also don't want it too warm because then it's just going to be unpleasant because nobody likes warm. Yeah, no one likes drinking like a room temperature liquid of any kind. Like, it's just not great. I I actually like room temperature water. Uh, I don't, that's weird. You're not normal. But I mean. Like cold water is what most people like. No, man, I like room temperature. I, I said most people, not you. I, well, you know, I am most people. It's not. No, you're not. It's not comment, normal. Comment on Twitter, guys. Tell yeah. Rick that he's wrong. Not oh, liking. Okay. okay. Not liking room temperature water. I know I'm going to win this one, so I don't even have to <laughs> rally my troops on this. Like, I'm going to rally the shit out of my troops. Obviously. Man. They're all on my side. Obviously. Room frickin- temperature water, where it's at. Obviously, cold water is better than room temperature. Wrong. Guys, just... Go, go ahead. Come on. Just <laughs> tell us your true feelings on it. It's like I'm not even worried about losing this battle. <laughs> Shut up, John Goodman guy. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I wish I was. I wish I was Phil- Pennsylvania fella. Um, but no, like temperature is important. Um, as we just saw, it's kind of the first one where temperature has been that important. But uh as it warmed up, it definitely hit the style. So yep. that was cool. All right, all right, all right. All right, you want to do some rapier? All right, so, Rick, do you want to kind of explain our saga today? Of oh. Trying to find a commercial example of rapier. So, uh, well, this morning, Casey was like, you want to get some lunch? And I was like, yeah. So we went to get some lunch, and then we were like, oh, let's go like, get some stuff for dinner the other show that we're doing tonight, Department of Offense. And then let's stop by the liquor store and grab a rye IPA because that's what we're going to be brewing next. And that's what we should talk about on the show. So we went to two liquor stores to try to find a rye IPA, which is not that uncommon. And we have seen and had many a few times before. Like multiple times before we've had and seen them. We and should have tried to find no. some angry minnow. I didn't even think about it. We looked at everything. That's true. I didn't see an angry minnow. No, there wasn't any at uh Chaconis. I know where we could have gotten some damn it. Not mad. That's fine. But we went to two liquor stores and they did not have any rye IPAs. Not at all. None. Like we knew we might not find something in the 
guidelines, but we but thought... we figured we at least find one, right? And then we get to uh, to divine because they're not that uncommon. No, we get to divine, and we're like, hey, like as a last ditch effort, yeah. we asked at the counter, like, hey, do you have any Ryapas? Like, let me look. They look in the thing. We got, we got, we have two. We have two from Barley Johns left. I'm gonna There's go try to find left. them. Yeah. Yep. And so they're they're digging around and they're trying to find. We spent like a half hour there. Yeah. And they couldn't find shit. No. And and it, she was definitely trying for real. Yep. Like she was looking everywhere, and I think their inventory was just wrong because it was not there. Yeah. All right. We got a. Uh, unfortunately, we got people showing up for a meeting, so we gotta we gotta book yep. it. All right. So uh, overall impression. A decidedly hoppy and bitter, moderately strong American pale ale showcasing modern American and New World hop varieties in rye malt. The balance is hop forward with a clean fermentation profile, dry finish, and clean supporting malt, allowing creative range of hop character to shine through. Nice. So unfortunately, we can't try stuff along with this, but uh, the aroma, a prominent to intense hop aroma featuring one or more characteristics of American or New World hops, such as citrus, floral, pine, resinous, spicy, tropical fruit, stone fruit, berry, melon, literally pretty much anything American or New World. Uh, many versions are dry hopped and can have an additional fresh hop aroma. This is desirable, but not required. Grassiness should be minimal, if present. It may have low peppery rye malt aroma. A low to medium low clean grainy malt aroma may be found in the background. Fruitiness from yeast may also be detected in some versions, although a neutral fermentation character is also acceptable. A restrained alcohol note may be present, but this character should be minimal at best. Any American or New World hop character is acceptable. New World hop varieties continue to be released and should not constrain this style. So, as more hops come out that are American or New World, go ahead Basically, and throw Basically, any hops that you want, you can throw yeah, in here. Pretty much. Yep. Um, appearance. Color ranges from medium gold to light reddish amber should be clear, although unfiltered dry hop versions may be a bit hazy. Medium size to off, or uh, white to off white head with good persistence. And then we'll go over flavor... Uh, hop flavor is medium to very high and should reflect an American or New World hop flavor, such as all those flavors. Medium high to very high hop bitterness. Malt flavor should be low to medium low and is generally clean and grainy malty, although some light caramel or toasty flavors are acceptable. A light grainy spiciness from my rye malt should be present. Low yeast-derived fruitiness is acceptable, but not required. Rye malt contributes to a dry finish. Residual sweetness should be low to none. The bitterness, hot flavor, and dryness may linger into the aftertaste, but should not be harsh. A very light, clean alcohol flavor may be noted in stronger versions. So, we can go over mouthfeel. Uh... Medium light to medium body with a smooth texture. Medium to medium high carbonation. No harsh hop derived astringency. Very light smooth alcohol warming. Not a fault if it does not intrude into the overall balance. Comments. A modern American craft beer variation of the American IPA. Rye malt character should be noticeable. Otherwise, uh, enter an American IPA. Oak is inappropriate. Inappropriate. Inappropriate in this style. If noticeably oaked, <laughs> enter in wood age category. Damn it. Put it there. 
Thanks, Gary. Put it there. Thank you, Gary. History. Looking to add complexity and variety to their IPAs, craft brewers and homebrewers substituted rye malt for a portion of their base malts. Rye IPAs, rye PAs, or oh. rippas have found a place in many craft brewery seasonal rotations. You dummies. One of them we were looking for was Barley John's Rye PA. And yes. we couldn't find it. So, um, let's go over some characteristic ingredients while Casey slaps together our recipe here. And then oh. we'll talk about it and review it and correct it. Um, characteristic ingredients. Pale ale or two-row brewer's malt as the base. 15 to 20% rye malt. American or New World hops. American or English yeast with a clean or slightly fruity profile. Generally all malt, but mashed at lower temperatures for high attenuation. Sugar additions to aid attenuation are acceptable. Water character varies from soft to moderately sulfate. Restrained use of crystal malts, if any, as high amounts can lead to a sweet finish and clash with the hop character. So a style comparison, what you're looking at is drier and slightly spicier than an American IPA. Bitterness and spiciness from rye lingers longer than an American IPA. Does not have the intense rye malt character of a Rogan beer. Some examples are stronger like a double IPA. So it's like an IPA, but with rye, which the name already told us. Vital statistics. Vital statistics. Vital statistics. statistics. IBUs 50 to 75. SRM of 6 to 14. An OG of 1056 to 1075. Final gravity of 1008 to 1014. And an ABV of 5.5 to 8.0. We have got a little bit of a range on that ABV. We're pretty liberal on the ranges for everything. Um, uh, Final gravity is always a little bit tighter than original, so... Yeah, I mean, we've got a good range there. All right, uh, give me my OG again. OG, uh, 1056 to 1075. All right, and IBUs. IBUs, 50 to 75. All right, I got I got a recipe, brah. All right, I'm going to run through the commercial examples real All quick, right. and then we'll go over the recipe. Perfecto. So, commercial examples that we were not able to find, which was surprising, was Arcadia Sky High Rye. Was Bear- Excited or wasn't too surprised we couldn't find that one. No, I mean, there were a couple that I was surprised we couldn't yep. find though. So, Arcadia Sky High Rye, Bear Republic Hop Rod Rye, Founders Red's Rye, which that I was one surprised. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah I, I've seen it. Before. That one has to be a season at both liquor stores we've been to, right? <laughs> and uh, Lake's Rye of the Tiger. And then the Sierra Rye Nevada Ruthless Rye, which I was also surprised we couldn't find because Sierra Nevada is pretty easy to find. Yeah. But I've seen Founders Red's Rye at both liquor stores we went to, and they weren't there. Yeah. Not at all. Nope. So let's run over the recipe quick. Are you and ready then, for this? Uh, we'll head out of here. Ready for this? All right. So we have 
Nine pounds of U.S. two row. Nine. Three pounds of rye. Two pounds of U.S. victory. Uh, for an OG of 1072. I like it. I mean, technically, it's 21% rye, but not worried about that. It's it's pretty much fine. Yeah. Uh, and then hops. Like, I've been wanting to use Eldorado for a while. Yeah. Because I like the name of it, and it sounds like fun. So well, it's also a pretty good hop. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, <laughs> like... So I think I think we're just gonna single hop this with Eldorado. So we're gonna I do like half, that. we're gonna do half an ounce. At, we haven't used Eldorado. Yep. We're gonna do half an ounce at sixty, one ounce at thirty, and then half an ounce at flame out. I like it. Uh, and that's gonna give us sixty three IBUs. We haven't used Eldorado the whole time, have we? No, we have not used Eldorado. We've never used it, so I like it. Let's yeah, use it. Yeah. I mean, we're switching it up fifty fifty two so beers in. So. Yeah. Uh, and then ferment with 1056 American Ale yeast because of course, it's because, an IPA. Well, we don't want yeast flavor in this. <laughs> so 1056, it is. It is. All right. So I'm gonna go I ahead like and it. Lock that I think in. the recipe is solid. I mean, you were clickety clacking away over there. So yeah. Well, you know, one thing I've figured out how to do is make a recipe pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, if you enjoyed the show and what have you, uh, go ahead and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash studios or follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. Or if you want to send us an email, you can at feedback at blindinstudios.com. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.